This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, we're going to review Jedi Survivor today. And this is 24 hours after I finished the game. So before we begin, big shout out to every single one of you that were at the live streams. I had the absolute most fun that I've ever had on the channel. You know, every time that I stream one of these games with you guys, I have the best time. The watch parties, those things like that, where I get to connect with you guys. It's, it's the best. We gave over, I think it's like 3,500 in prizes, new consoles, deluxe copies of the game, and so on. And, and we're still going to do more as we continue with, um, you know, side quests like bounties and stuff with the game. So stay tuned for that. But essentially, I ran through the game uh, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we finished it. I did it in, in a six-hour, seven-hour, eight-hour, and 11-hour stream in four days. Um, technically three days, but we completed the game, and there's a lot I have to say. I'm going to give it a rating out of 10 at the end of this video. I'm going to go over a lot of the different things that I found about the game. Some might surprise you, some might not. So anyways, I think in order to begin with this review, I need to talk briefly about Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order for me was a pretty much immaculate game. Oh my god, no! Come on, what a joke. Oh no! You know, it started the story of this young man, this young Jedi, and it shows a beautiful character development of him from being a youngling at the a, a Padawan at the Jedi Temple, where he's learning at age 13 from Jaro Tapal, his master, that we're introduced to. And we see his trials and tribulations, his failures, how he can't understand things with the Force, his mindset, everything that needs to be improved on that a master is, you know, implored to do, mandated to do. And we really connect with this character because we see that he has now gone through this journey of Order 66 where he as a Jedi is no longer welcome. So he's gone into hiding. He's not only hiding who he is, you know, from the Empire, but he's also hiding his abilities. And so there was a lot going on. There was a lot of tension. You know, he's hiding from the Empire. He doesn't have anyone left anymore. The only person he has is his friend. And we all saw what happened on Bracca when he was having to... Um, show his abilities to save his friend, which, of course, in the end didn't go too well. There were a lot with the Inquisitors. It was very Empire-focused. There was a lot of Vader. You know, Sir Junda was in there. We learned about her story and her trials and tribulations and her failures with her Padawan, her apprentice, Trilla, who ended up falling to the dark side and becoming a very powerful 
Sith Inquisitor. So I felt like the story was really building upon the continuation of the prequel trilogy into episode four and really into this darker time where the Empire has now rise. The Galactic Empire has become a thing and it worked in harmony with everything that George made as it really focused on a lot of the events during the prequel trilogy into the gap between that and the original trilogy. And I loved it. It was all about the Empire. There was nothing really else. This story, Jedi Survivor, was a little bit different. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But it was different. And take from that what you will. For me, I'm split 50-50. Maybe you guys can help me decide. It didn't really focus on the Empire. It didn't really continue the story from the previous one in regards to the Empire. It sort of shifted. And it went off into the High Republic. And the High Republic is this sort of new phase that uh, Lucasfilm has introduced over the last several years, where it's 200 years before the era of the, the Phantom Menace. And it's these Jedi that are much more illustrious. It's more of a higher time, uh, I assume. I, I tried to read the books. I found them to be a little bit slow and boring, and I didn't really connect with the Jedi all that much. I have to say I didn't give it much of a chance, so I am intrigued to go and actually read the full thing so I know what I'm actually talking about here. And I'm not just, you know, um, disregarding it for no reason. So I will have to go and do that and do my due diligence just so that I can actually talk about it and know what I'm talking about. But essentially the first few pages, the first 30 or 40 pages, I was just, I found it boring. So the High Republic, all you need to know is 200 years before the time of the prequel trilogy, before Darth Maul. And so in that time, there was this Jedi named Dagon. Dagon was frozen in time. For 200 years, Al Kestis goes and frees him in this Bacta chamber. Dagon now is brought up to speed on where the galaxy is. The Empire has taken over. The Jedi are no more. And he's pretty happy about this. He takes his lightsaber crystal, which is right in front of him, opens his lightsaber, takes the crystal, and basically pours his anger and energy into it and turns it red. So there's the bad guy. You fight him for a bit, and then, you know, he goes on his own way, and that's pretty much what happens there. You fight him a few more times after that. But the whole premise is essentially learning about Dagon and his cronies and how he's trying to find this place called Tanalor, which is this overall secret hidden Jedi temple planet place, which was actually really cool to go to at the end of the game. It's pretty difficult to get to. It's kind of like in the sequel trilogy with the Wayfinder. How you have to use different coordinates and maps in order to get to Exegol. Otherwise, you can't. This is essentially the similar thing. You need to align certain rays into the galaxy, into the abyss, shoot them at a perfect angle and, and position where they create this triangle beam, and then you can travel through the abyss without any problems and get to Tantalor, you know, assuming you don't blow up. The whole game is basically trying to get this uh, map, this device that goes to Tantalor, that opens that key up and goes to Tantalor from Dagon, and Dagon is searching for that piece as well because he's recollecting his steps from 200 years ago. I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was really fun. It was cool. It was like a rat race kind of thing. You know, who are, who's going to get it first? And we get to him, we fight him, and we kill him, and that's it. Like, he's sidelined. That that was that was it. Then, of course, we take the piece, we find the map, the, the key. We take it to Kobo, this planet, where Seer Junda is there, and 
Cordova is alive, which is pretty sick. As we saw in the in the previous game, he was like your guide, so to speak. And we all thought he was dead. And I was really happy to see him. If you want to see clips of my highlights uh, from the game, go to Star Wars Theory Plus. It's on YouTube. It's my other channel, which just has clips of the entire channel. Um, highlighted moments so you don't have to sit through like an 11-hour stream and try to find things. Anyways, he takes it to Anno Cordova and Sir Junda. And they're basically having this secret place and they have a few of the Jedi Temple archives from Coruscant. And they're trying to basically keep the information alive and doing a lot of research. And Cal brings this piece to them. Cordova fixes it and they're able to get the heck out of there. Now, things start to get a little weird when Cal is telling his buddy Bode about this. And Bode has been kind of working in tandem with you uh, when you fight bosses, and he's been helping you out a little bit. Much like, you know, him and Marin sort of like switch places here and there, and it's, it was great to see Marin back again, too. And by the way, the romance, absolutely loved it. I was cheering, man. I, I really like that. Oh, shit! Oh! Yo! W Riz in the chat. Damn, that was a long, steamy one. Mm. Look. It's nice to see, you know, uh, some romance in Star Wars sometimes from Jedi. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So, Bode betrays them and kills Cordova, the old Jedi master, and steals the piece, steals the key. And we find out that he's actually loyal to the Empire, not to be loyal to them, but for his daughter, because they promised to keep him hidden from the Inquisitors, who are, of course, trying to kill all Jedi. Well... Bode is a Jedi in secret. He also survived the Order, Order 66. And so because of this, it creates this huge twist in the game where I didn't see it coming. I was like, what the heck? He's he's a he's betraying them and he's a Jedi. Like, this is crazy, man. That's a big twist. That's a that was a cool twist. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Al, of course, goes to infiltrate the Imperial base and goes to Bode's headquarters and finds his daughter, his little daughter. Cute little girl. And Bode comes in. They try to make amends a little bit, but then Bode, you know, does Bode's thing, betrays Cal, tries to get the Empire on him. Al turns to the dark side a little bit. We get a bit of a Starkiller moment, which I thought was absolutely epically cool. I loved this. To have Cal embrace his darkness? What? God. What, dude? Holy shit! <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. You're kidding. His darkness? Thank you for not staying so rigid in the Jedi path and blah, 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 boring. It was really cool that we got to experience him, use the dark side a little bit. He had some new powers, some very... OP powers, and I loved it. It was just overall fun, and it reminded me a lot of The Force Unleashed, and one of the reasons a lot of us liked Force Unleashed was because we got to play a really powerful character and do a lot of really cool things. I love that part of the story. We end up going to Tantalor. Bode is there. We fight Bode. I ended up fighting him for like two hours. I don't know why it took me so long. It just did. Now, while Bode gets away with the key and, and Cal is, you know, unconscious for a minute, Cal goes to retrieve the key from Bode, following him on a speeder through the deserts of Kobo. He ends up getting knocked out a little bit on the ride, and we meet up then with Sir Junda, who is face-to-face -face with Darth Vader, who comes in. Inquisitors, cut your fuck. Cut your face. No. Cut your face. I thought this battle was 
really lame. I did not enjoy it at all. I feel like Vader would have absolutely destroyed her in a few hits. I thought it was rather insulting to Vader to have him walk away he, the way he did at the end, being totally discombobulated and looked like he just got absolutely annihilated and he was like limping and just like... <gasps> I just thought that was ridiculous. Seer Junda is nowhere even near Vader's league. I don't care if she's been training for five years or not. Anakin was able to defeat a huge number of extremely powerful Jedi at the Jedi Temple, and Vader is more powerful now than Anakin was in Episode 3, I think, at least in the Force. Maybe not physically where he can move around as nimble as Anakin was. So that fight, it, for me, was just really frustrating. I didn't like it at all, and I didn't like the way it ended, and it, and it just felt like it was forced. Like, why? She, she's not anything compared to Vader. You know, let's not push it here. Let's not force this here. Cal wakes up, sees that she's dead, goes to Tantalore with everyone. They open the portal. She goes, he goes to Tantalore um, with Marin and Grease, and he ends up fighting Bode. Bode cannot be trusted. He ends up killing Bode, and then we see them having a funeral pyre for Bode, Cordova, and Seer Junda. It was very Qui-Gon-esque theme, very Vader burning theme, and we know that Cal is, you know, really inside himself at this moment. He does have aspects of the dark side. He does have aspects of his own rage and anger, which he has to learn to curb or, you know, use very effectively if we go like Legends Luke style. And he knows that he has to be a good role model for Bode's little daughter, who now doesn't have any sort of role model whatsoever. And this is what Seer said at the end, that, hey, you know, you, you need to show her a better path, a good path, as she showed up as like, not really a ghost, but like just sort of in his thoughts. That's how I saw it. And then the game ended. So really, this is like the beginning of Cal's journey. Um, I think the game really starts here. And I think where we're going forwards could be perhaps Cal training this little girl, Cal training Jedi at this secret spot, Cal maybe going off into other parts of the galaxy as we get closer and closer to the original trilogy so that he, we, we're not wondering, you know, where is he during this time? Why is he not helping fight the Empire? Um, because it's really his, you know, his modus operandi is to nullify the Empire, to create a better tomorrow for, for the Jedi, for the people of the galaxy, because he knows that they're evil. So wondering what they're going to do with that story. Does he eventually die or does he go off somewhere else in the galaxy? The galaxy is a very big place. Does he get stuck somewhere? What's the deal? And I'm excited to learn about that in the next game because they have said they do want to make a trilogy or they're at least, you know, have enough for that story. So that's my review of the story. Now the gameplay. I thought the gameplay was much better than Jedi Fallen Order in terms of the sound engineering, in terms of the gameplay actual with the controls, the functionality. The thing that still annoyed me, it's not like God of War, and I know it's a different game, but God of War 4 and 5 had the most impeccable, amazing dodging system I have ever played in any video game in my life. When you wanted to dodge, you would dodge. It didn't matter if you went to mid-strike, if you hit dodge, you're dodging. Now, Fallen Order and Survivor don't have this feature for whatever reason. It's um, it's much more difficult. And so if you're about to strike and you know you need to dodge and you're spamming dodge, you will not dodge most likely. If you get hit, you will still not dodge right away. There's like a few seconds where you need to like regain yourself. Much more realistic, but not as fun to play in my opinion. It's just rather frustrating. So you really need to be on the ball when it comes to that. Now, I've platinumed God of War 4 and I've, I've played the crap out of God of War 5. And I really hold that as like the peak standard of games for me. Now you might be different, but I feel like with Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order, and maybe this is a skill issue for sure, but I just know that every time I want to parry in God of War, boom, it's done. Perfect parry. 
but in this game, it's a very hit or miss, and I don't seem to be able to land the parries at all. I don't know what it probably a skill issue, so um, I don't want to blame it on anything else. But I did want to bring that in this review. As for the the fun ability, as I call it, absolutely a ten out of ten on the fun ability. You know, you got different lightsaber stances, you got different lightsaber customizations, different colors for the blade, um, the clothing, the beard, the hair. Everything is just so much more customizable in this game really enjoyed that compared to the last one which had its own levels of customization but really what like how many ponchos do you want to wear right so i really like that about this one they went above and beyond with the customization and i still think there's a ton more that you can do going forwards as for the story you know the high republic thing feels to me forced and interjected like they really just want to sell more copies of their high republic book stuff and i understand that is a motive and i understand that that's you know something they created in the timeline now but i think it would have been interesting if they went further back in time maybe this is a old republic jedi or old republic sith i would have loved to have gone to an old sith temple you know maybe not even on korriban create a new world like you did on tantalor you know and enough of the jedi stuff let's go infiltrate an old sith temple maybe there's something there that they captured thousands of years ago that the Jedi need and they've only just discovered now. Or maybe there's a Sith that's going to unravel this holocron or this power or ability that is in this hidden chest or something in an old Sith temple somewhere in, you know, the sands of the, the galaxy. And in order to get to that first, you got to go to the Sith temple and uncover like all of this crap that has been asleep for thousands of years in order to get this piece before, you know, the other guy does. Similar story to this. And I think, you know, that would have been kind of cool. They could have even put that piece to Tantalor, you know, maybe in that old Sith temple or something like that. Either that or we could have just had the Empire continuing to destroy the galaxy and we could have progressed Cal's relationship with the Empire and Vader. Now, I think that that maybe would have been a little bit boring. I do like the fact that they did expand on a different sort of story and didn't just go straight for the Empire as it made it, you know, a little more fresh, broadened the overall universe of Star Wars and didn't make it so claustrophobic. It's just the Empire. That's it. That being said, when you're given something, you can all you always look at, you know, what could have been or what 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 other possibilities there are, and it makes you think a little bit. That's just normal human nature. As for the glitches, I know there's been a major problem with everybody having glitches. I didn't encounter a single one, but then again, you know, I have 128 gigs of RAM. I'm running a 4090 NVIDIA RTX GPU. I've got a Threadripper. I've got liquid cooling. You know, I don't really have any sort of performance um, issues. So Beyond that, I didn't really run into anything. A couple glitches here or there, literally two. Uh, Bode disappeared once when I was fighting him, and uh, the game crashed at one point when I was climbing one of the spires. Other than that, everything was fine. There was really no issue whatsoever. I'm sure I just got lucky in that sense, or it's my machine. Either way, I can't speak on it because I didn't encounter any, as you guys saw during the stream. So overall for the game, I would like to give it a 9 out of 10. I don't think it was absolutely perfect. In my mind, God of War 4 is a 10 out of 10 game, and this comes pretty close to that. I would rank Jedi Fallen Order at a 9.8 out of 10, and I feel like this one falls just a little bit under that one, but it does take us to a different journey, different path, and it is refreshing as how we are able to see so many different things, different planets, and a different Jedi temple. And it amazes me how Lucasfilm games and their books, for the most part, most of the books, are done so unbelievably well compared to their movies and shows. And I think 
Perhaps it's because there's maybe a different creative team or there are different flexibilities on the games and books as compared to the shows. And I don't really know the details per se, but that's just my theory on that. So I do believe going forwards, we'll get a lot better quality in terms of games and books. And I'm really excited to see where the story of Cal progresses going forwards into the third game and maybe even more beyond that. His relationship with Marin really made me happy because I'm like, oh, cool, finally, like a Jedi who you know, is not being so rigid and is having a little bit of fun. You know, I, I like this Cal. He's one of my favorite characters now just because he's not so dogmatic like Mace Windu or like Yoda. You know, there's there's room for flexibility there. And with flexibility, you are able to reach more power, I think, if you're able to control it. So just like Luke did in Legends. So that's my review of the game. I had a fantastic time streaming with you guys. There will be many more streams and a lot more giveaways. And I want to know what you thought of the game too. And for everyone who's having hardware issues, I heard there's a patch now. So hopefully you can go and play the game and have your own fun. If you want to catch clips of me playing the game of highlighted moments and fun reactions and stuff like that, please go to Star Wars Theory Plus or head over to my gaming channel at Theories Arcade. And uh, yeah, we'll have a good time there playing a whole bunch of other games too. Thanks for watching this video. Leave a like on this review if you enjoyed my thoughts and I'll catch you all in the next video on Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, Force will be with you always.